Sawadi Kap, and welcome to the mouth of the Mekong. Those are my friends who live about a mile up the road. It's Tuesday, November 12th. My name is Michael, and I am the mouth, a longtime senior Asia correspondent for National Public Radio, now recovering. And I live on the Mekong, where Laos, Myanmar, and Thailand meet. And in my village, the tourists are starting to come back, high season just around the corner. And the weather couldn't be better, cool and crisp in the evening and not too warm during the day. In the Philippines, of course, the weather has been beyond awful. A country routinely battered by killer typhoons was hit last Friday by what may be the mother of all typhoons, Haiyan, or Yolanda, as the Filipinos call it. And aid is only now starting to get to those who need it. And if experience is any guide, and it is, the next few days are going to be crucial. People in outlying areas cut off from help by mudslides or down bridges, are going to get even more desperate for food, for water, and for medical care not available where they are. I know, I was in the Indonesian province of Aceh following the devastating 2004 tsunami that left nearly a quarter of a million people dead. A week on, survivors were still trickling into the provincial capital, Banda Aceh, zombie-like, after spending days walking away from their ruined homes and toward what they hoped would be something better. Banda Aceh was also badly hit. But the outpouring of international support for the victims was incredible. People from all over the world gave and gave liberally. Could it have been better organized? Sure. Does that make the response less impressive? Not at all. And I hope the world responds to this disaster with the same generosity. There wasn't much good news to report during that time, but there was one story that stays with me, and in fact, it's probably the only thing that got me through that awful experience. It's a story about U.S. military helicopter pilots who were ferrying supplies to the outlying areas from the airport in Banda Aceh. The people in the remote villages were desperate, and many were hurt and required urgent medical care. So the pilots would bring the worst off back to Banda Aceh. The problem was, after just a few days, all the hospitals in the city were overwhelmed by the staggering number of injured. So an order went out to the pilots, keep on delivering food and water and medicine, but don't bring back any more injured. Then Captain Larry Burt was the commander of the USS Abraham Lincoln's carrier air wing. He was helping coordinate the airborne relief effort. Right now we've had to stop until we... we, uh find a solution to the hospital situation. They absolutely cannot take any more people in there. The hospitals in Banda Aceh have no room to put these people in. That's what they've told us. They've asked us to stop bringing people in until they, until they can clear out some people or we can get some more hospitals set up. But you know what happened next? A couple of pilots and their crews followed their hearts instead of their orders and brought back five critically injured people anyway, four adults and one child. Then USAID worker Michael Bach was there when they arrived. They're closer to medical attention here than out there on the West Coast. And we just have to find some place to put them. They're human beings. I mean, look, you... We'll find some place to put them. And the story gets even better because a whole lot of pilots and their crews decided to disobey orders that day. And pretty soon there were 50 more critically injured in the air on their way back to Banda Aceh. And Captain Burt, well, he didn't seem all that upset about his crews ignoring orders. They're human, he said. They weren't going to just leave them. Did he discipline the pilots? Nope. Instead, he and some Australians put their minds to solving the problem. 
and it took them just an hour to figure out a workaround. They set up a brand new field hospital on an island just off the coast. We're getting everybody standing by. We got 30 stretchers and 20 uh, patients that can sit. And we're going to load them on these helicopters and run them up to Saban, where that C-130 you just saw fly over here, he's landing up there and going to wait for him. This will free up 50 beds, so we can now bring 50 more people in to the hospitals here. I've got a lot of problems with a lot of what my country does foreign policy-wise, but that day, man, that was a beautiful day to be an American. It started off as a bad day like so many that preceded it, but in the end, it turned out to be a pretty good day, all things considered. A day when everybody did the right thing for all the right reasons, orders be damned. I'm hoping the same spirit infuses the relief effort for the victims of Super Typhoon Haiyan. And yes, the U.S. military is already on it. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Any comments, criticisms, suggestions, go to mouthofthemekong.com, hit the comment button, and have at it. Talk to you, with you, at you again next week.